From the dawn of time we came, moving silently through the centuries, living many secret lives, struggling to reach the time of the gathering, when the few who remain will battle to the last. No one has ever known we were among you. Until now. He's Chris. He's Danny. And we are the Plotheads. This is the podcast where we talk about movies, TV, and everything pop culture. And this week, we are talking about there can be only one the Highlander. <laughs> can I just say, I haven't seen this film in years, and I rewatched really right. it for this podcast. Yes. What the hell is going on? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, did you rewatch it on Netflix? I rewatched it on Netflix. Yeah. 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 I, re- I, I was. Um... Was it just a couple of weeks ago? I was I was sitting down. I was looking for something to watch just before going to bed. Did you ever do that where you're like, and you're like, you're not looking for something new because yeah. you're not you're not that awake. You're not you're yeah. not going to be that invested. And I was like, holy shit, Highlander is on Netflix. Ah, fuck it, throw it on. <laughs> Why not? So I threw it on. When was the first time you saw Highlander? I I, I was thinking about that, and I I actually can't really re- I I remember walking in and seeing Sean Connery. And Christopher Lambert fighting, like sword fighting. Right. Well, my dad was watching the TV, and I sat oh, there. Okay. And went, What's this? And he went, "It's Highlander." Like, how did you not know Highlander? I was probably five years old, and he was like, "Yeah, yeah. Highlander." Uh, yeah. Uh, so I was like, "This is fun," and I just sat there and I watched it. And I, at the time, had no idea what was going on. And now rewatching it, I still have no idea what was going on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's 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 interesting. I first saw Highlander. Because we used to, I can't remember which newspaper it was, but for a little while, like when I was in like primary school, um, they had this thing going on where every week they would include a free DVD. It would come in a little tiny yeah, sleeve, yeah. right? Like a week, and like one of them was like the Ice Queen or something like that. Even yeah. like that. and one of them was Highlander. You know, now and... that you say that, that might have been where we got Highlander. Right. Yeah, I mean, like, if I mean, if everyone was getting the same paper, like, yeah, yeah. I think at the time, papers were like coming up with ways to compete because no one was yeah. buying papers anymore. So they're like, get a new free movie, you know, if you buy the paper. So everyone's like, oh, grand, I'll buy that one then. Um, so that's where I first saw Highlander. I remember seeing it going, oh, dad, what's that? And he was like, ah, it's rubbish. My <laughs> 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 dad didn't care much for it, but I put it on. I thought it was great. I really enjoyed it uh, when I was younger. And revisiting it, it was hilarious. It is. It is absolutely hilarious. And I don't. It certainly <laughs> didn't intend to be hilarious, did it? Like, I don't think so. It, but there's, there's very no- few moments in it where it's genuinely trying to be humorous, <laughs> and those moments are like funny because of cringe and like not. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I'm glad. I'm kind of glad you feel that way because I was about to like. I was kind of worried because at this point, I'm not sure this movie was like well received when it first came out i think it was i think it was, was hugely it? well received yeah because yeah, yeah, so. i'm wondering is has it just grown into this cult classic from the 80s you know I, that way maybe but i actually think when it when it like was launched people yeah loved it right like, okay so the soundtrack of this movie is queen right queen now that's brilliant phenomenal songs right phenomenal yeah. music yeah yeah really lends itself to the movie and yeah. i'm sure we'll talk about that a bit more yes but queen initially had only written one song for 
for this movie right they had written one song they were like okay we've been approached to write this Highlander song uh, a song for this Highlander movie and they were like yeah whatever and then they went to see like one of the first cuts of it and they went we need to write more music for this movie really yeah (laughs) that's hilarious they they like they wrote I think there's three or four more songs in there Um, and they wrote it specifically for that movie and they were like we have to do this and you know you know the way like Christopher Lambert says when he rescues, is it Rachel, the little girl in, in, yes, in yes, yes. Germany? Yeah. Uh, and he goes, it's a kind of magic. Yes. And at the end of the movie, he goes, it's a kind of magic. When when they saw the the, the, the like final like uh, premiere, Queen, I think it was Brian May went home and went, it's a kind of magic. It's a kind of magic. Is that song really that late? Yeah, apparently. Wow, crazy. Uh, well, this movie is what, 1986? Uh, is, that not, is that, yeah, 1986. 1986, yeah, yeah. This is this is what I was reading. And that, to think, like, Highlander inspired that song. After If, if that story Queen is Spy, true, that's great. That is great. Um, but yeah, I was kind of worried uh, coming in to talk about this because... Um, because it is kind of a, a cult classic at this point. Yeah. I was like, what if Danny like loves it as like this like untouchable childhood memory? You know, like it's like, I, of, co- I of course, thought... of course, people could poke holes and say the never ending story. But I'm like, don't, don't leave it alone. Yeah, it's a yeah. classic. And I was like, what if Danny feels that way about this? And I'm like, actually, I have to come at this a bit objectively. There's it's I, it's not great. <laughs> I actually thought you I thought you were going to come in with that more because I know you watched this quite a bit as a kid. Yeah, I did. Yeah, yeah. I think I'd maybe seen it twice before today. Right. Okay. Uh, okay. And I and my memories, like all I really remembered was Sean Connery being Spanish. I'm being like, <laughs> that is the worst Spanish accent I've ever heard in my life. By the way, I hope at this point people realize that this is a very old movie, but we are talking full spoilers for it. If you've <laughs> yeah. never seen it, of course, go check it out. But spoilers. yeah, 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 yeah. I'm, look, if you haven't watched Highlander, go watch Highlander. You know, it's you great. Should, you should watch it. You it's, should. Oh. It's great for many reasons. It's a classic, you know, it's it it oh, it's hilarious. It, he reminds me his performance. Have you seen yeah. the room? Yes. Well, some of it. I've never sat down and watched the whole thing. Right. So I'm going to have to at some point for the Yes, you absolutely do. The room is another one of those absolute well, I say another one. It's a much worse film than Highlander. Oh yeah, so come bad, on. Highlander's not that bad. <laughs> no. But it's so bad, it's it's funny as hell, right? Right, yeah. But the main actor in the room slash director slash writer of the room Tommy Wiseau yeah. yeah Christopher Lambert and Tommy Wiseau sound so similar in this movie it is unbelievable so it's like oh hi Mark like oh yeah, yeah. I, I can't believe I, I like is it the first spoken piece of dialogue is Christopher Lambert says to the guy who wants to kill him in the car park like, like he says his name he goes wait and, <laughs> and then it just like, start fighting Fasil wait yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay so Again, I didn't realize this. Yeah. Christopher Lambert couldn't speak English until this movie. Yeah, he was French, right? He was French. French. Actor. And he had been in one other movie, and that was a, a Tarzan movie, where he right. had like, six words of dialogue. Yeah, I, no, they, they wanted him more for his name. physicality, right? They, they weren't I don't know. Interested I don't know in... why they... I don't know. He's like not a good actor. <laughs> <laughs> he, he, he never takes his top off, right? Like, it's not like he's particularly buff or huge. Or... No, no. I, don't I, know yeah, what it is. I, I wonder where they're looking at him thinking, yeah, he's got that kind of leading man. I don't know. I, well, <laughs> I wonder, did someone look at him and think that he could be in the same camp 
as say Arnie or Jean-Claude Van Damme, these kind of foreign voiced action heroes. And what did someone think that he could be that? Probably. He, he wasn't. Was... He wasn't that. He wasn't even that. <laughs> <laughs> but I, like, wasn't, but yeah. So this was like, I, I imagine then, so Tarzan, this was, I don't know much about this, but I imagine this was his like breakout role into like English speaking cinema. Yeah, I think so. And uh, I mean, he got what a, a role to have. He, he got a whole franchise. Like, there's whole franchise. more of these movies. I've never watched the sequels. I really want to, after watching Highlander, Yeah, I really want to watch Highlander 2, The well, Quickening. I'm really curious because I'm like, I thought that the whole point of the first one was that he's now the last one. I know. So, what? I, I don't know. <laughs> what but does he does, mean? At, at the end of the last one, he does say he can have kids. So maybe it's something to do with that. Maybe, but, maybe, but maybe. Sean Connery it, comes back and plays his role again. Yeah, that's in Highlander interesting. Too. And that's interesting. What's even more interesting is that the only other character <laughs> that Sean Connery has ever played in more than one movie is yes. James Bond. Yes, that's so true. The only two those, those are the only two roles. Did you know that Sean Connery was offered the role of Gandalf the Grey? I did. Before Ian McKellen. And he turned it down based on pretty much his experience with Dragonheart and with Why? Highlander. Uh, he thought he it loved made Highlander. Other... I... But he okay. can't, you know the way the series, like, like it goes downhill. Like it didn't get more famous right. than the first one. The first one yeah, did well. And I, they just steadily declined after that in terms of success. He was looking that... for another big success, you know. And I think he took on the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen instead. Oh. Yeah. Oh, I actually, do you know what? There's a there's a soft spot. Hey, I don't think that's a bad one, but you do have to wonder. You're looking at the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, the Lord of the Rings. But I just, um, this is a small, very small segue. But when you were mentioning Tommy Wiseau there in the room, and the whole, I wanted yeah. to bring this up anyway. But now that you've mentioned Sean Connery and James Bond, um, this is not even a joke. I've been saying this for a long time. I honestly think Tommy Wiseau should be cast as a Bond villain. I am not even, and not in a funny way. <laughs> Can you imagine? He walks in, there's a pool full of shit. Oh, hi, Mr. Bond. So good to see you. Ha, ha, ha. Like, he would be a perfect Bond villain of, like, an older era. <laughs> he would be amazing. Don't even direct him. Just give him the script. Let him do his thing and go, yeah, he's weird enough. He's just weird. Oh. That would be that actually would be absolutely amazing. He would he would out Blofeld Blofeld in, in moments. He'd be imagine if he was Blofeld. He, I'm your I guess I'm your of, brother, Mr. Bond. It'd <laughs> <laughs> be fucking great. Anyway, uh, back to back to back to Highlander. Highlander. I mean, what what can you say? Like it, they're gonna it, reboot it. They're, they're gonna, gonna make a new one. It. And the rumor is it's yeah. Henry Cavill. Yeah. In the in the main role. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, do you know obviously what? that's a better pick than Christopher Lambert. So, <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't know if it is. Oh, firstly, can we talk? A little, sorry, we we're jumping all over the place here. There's I know, but this so is much, a strange movie. So this is a strange yeah. movie <laughs> that makes no sense. So this podcast has got to make no sense. No, 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 it, no. When he's first, not when he's first introduced, but when he first goes back in time to like. Inish Ferrin yeah, or wherever backs. he's from. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and he's McLeod. Connor McLeod. His Scottish accent is 
fucking deplorable. <laughs> <laughs> like, I oh right, the man had just no, learned hold on, speaking. Hold on, hold on, come him. on now, come on. His Scottish accent is better than his American accent. It, no, he doesn't have an American accent. So no, he doesn't, does he? He he. he apparently, they spent a really long. Him and the director is it Robert Mulcahy, or yeah, it, yeah. Uh, or Russell Mulcahy. Is Russell it? Mulcahy. Uh, uh, yeah. Him and the director spent a really long time trying to like give Christopher Lambert an accent that was foreign, but you would have no idea where he was from. Right. And, and I, that, is that the point with Sean Connery too? <laughs> no, but seriously, right? You know the way, right? His name is Ramirez or whatever, right? His name is something like Juan, Juan Lobo, Lobo Ramirez. Ramirez Sanchez or something like that. Anyway, Sanchez Ramirez. Yeah, yeah. Whatever his name he's, is. He's Spanish, his name is. And he's like the, a metallurgist. No, wait, the Spanish king. Wait, though, wait. He's not Spanish. He is. He's not. He's actually Egyptian. He's originally I'm, I'm Egyptian. <laughs> I swear to God. I swear to God. Look it up. He's actually, and there's a line in it where it's like, uh, I think McLeod calls him something like you Spanish old man or something. Like that. It's like, I'm yeah. not Spanish. I'm Egyptian or something like that. That's he's Egyptian. I think his original name was Takne or something like that. And That's he, amazing. Over I mean, time, he, he changes his name in the same way as, you know, McLeod yeah, well, becomes Spanish. I mean, yeah. he, he does mention he's like, he was born two and a half thousand years before Christ, before Christ, like yeah, yeah, he's been around a long time. And oh, just wait. So you know that little like intro that you did. This is yeah, this yeah, is yeah, another yeah. one of those like little mad stories that came out of this. Yes, that intro that you did into this. He recorded that in his bathroom in Spain, which is why during the movie there's a little bit of reverb in the background oh man i should have done this in the bathroom <laughs> and it's not because they put reverb on it it's because he did it in his bathroom That's and nice. he was in spain because he was working with a spanish dialect coach to perfect his spanish accent. <laughs> 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 do you know what's hilarious they got the um <laughs> they have this like really famous scottish actor not playing the scottish lead <laughs> Well, that, that's like, that's, I was going to get to that. Like, so you've got like, Christopher Lambert, <laughs> who is only learning how to speak English, mm. playing a Scot, a Scottish guy. And then you've got probably the most recognizable Scottish actor ever. Oh, certainly. Yeah, 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 yeah. And certainly at the time. Certainly. Certainly at the time. Playing an Egyptian Spaniard. <laughs> like With a Japanese sword who served in China. Who served... <laughs> Listen here, Pandejo. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this sword was made by Mashamune. Yeah, which actually, real guy. Yeah, badass. Badass. Fantastic I think that was my favorite thing about the movie growing up was actually how cool the swords were. His katana is like famous. If you go into sword shops where they have famous replicas of like movie swords, <laughs> yeah, that and like the Kurgan sword that gets put together. That's fucking, a ridiculous sword. Famous. I'm sorry. Like it's cool. Shut the fuck up. It's cool. <laughs> yeah, who okay, cares? It doesn't make sense. It's, it's like he opens it up and you're like, whoa, this is awesome. Like a sword that goes together. And then you see him put it together, and it's so clearly like polystyrene and a bit of wood and a little bit of plastic. And he's just like, Hey man, hey man, listen, right? Listen, Netflix just like upres that, okay? You're not supposed to see that. That's no, that's <laughs> that's actually probably true. Like probably a, a lot true. of lots of there's lots of like high flying and stuff they do in this, and you can see you can see this the yeah the you wires, can the make out the wire work nowadays. Yeah, um, yeah but yeah, you're right. Yeah, probably yeah, when yeah. it was released, 
It probably looked badass. I probably I, you wouldn't have thought one yeah. prop. I really want to give this movie. Um, hey, look, it's not terrible. It's not a terrible movie, but it's not a great movie. No, it's um, actually like it's brilliant in in its in its own way. Like yeah. Um, Nowadays, all movies are remakes or adaptations or based on something. You have yeah. to give Highlander props because when you're watching it, it seems like it's based on something. You're like, like I remember Googling going, yeah, I wonder, is there a Highlander book? This seems yeah. like it's based on lore of some kind. It's not. It's an original idea. We don't get many original idea movies that <laughs> spawn their own franchises. Anymore. No, you're, you're, you're we, dead we right. You're dead right. And the 80s and the 90s are prime time for that. As the plot heads, uh, when we like, you know, delving down into the plot of Highlander. Mm, we don't know what's about. actually brilliant. <laughs> oh, yeah. well, like, like, no, sorry, the, I'm joking. Like, <laughs> I've no idea what the story is about. <laughs> but, but I'm there for the plot. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Like, the, yeah, I have no idea what the fight of minutia is. But... Yeah, you know, like, I, like, what is going on? Why are we jumping back and forth? Why has this person been introduced three times in the movie? There's I actually think that like... must have been really cool back then, though, because that's probably, that was probably kind of, experimental at the time almost to do that many kind of flashbacks to different time periods before you Maybe. connect the dots yeah, as very, to yeah. who he was whereas nowadays you know you get movies that play backwards anyway with memento and shit that you're like that that wouldn't be surprising now that is very, that's a very fair point but like i for like the brenda character mm. introduces a forensic scientist who all who knows exactly what this sword is and how much it's worth and how it was created mm. back in the 1500s. Don't you know forensic scientists study katanas all the time? <laughs> Don't they all? There's katana uh, killings in the city all like, the time. This must be worth a million dollars. Um, but she's introduced in the movie like three times. There's you know, right where there's like, oh, forensic scientist, Brenda. And then is she the girl in the pub? He goes yes. to the pub and he's like, yeah, yeah. go to the garden a lot. And she's like, <laughs> What did you say? I was like, what's with that scene? <laughs> yeah, because he, Madison Square Garden, yeah, he followed her. She went back to, he went back to get, no, he he went back to get his sword, which he had left hidden. And she went back to analyze the crime scene without anyone else around. Right. And he noticed her stooping around. Oh, and he I... followed her to the bar and then he decided to bring it up instead of remaining secret about it. So weird. And, and then It's very strange. And then like, the weirdness right of mm. so she then follows him yeah. and he senses Kurgan so he grabs her to be like get out of here stay quiet Kurgan appears they have like this little sword fight and it's quite and the music as, is kind of uh, absent and it's weird but as, as far as like sword fights in the movie go it's probably one of the smaller sword fights yeah yeah in yeah. fact he doesn't even have a sword. He's got a. He's got a. He's just a pipe or something, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. yeah. She yeah. throws him a pipe, and she's like, "Here, have this." And he's like, "Bang, bang, bang!" And out of fucking nowhere, a police helicopter pops up. Yes, right? and starts shining lights on them, and Brilliant. they run away. And the police helicopter guy goes, "Hey, come back here!" <laughs> <laughs> that guy left us. Oh, guys, come back! Oh no! Oh bother! They're gone. Oh again. gee, Willikers! Oh hilarious! But then later on. Well, <laughs> Kurgan has like kidnapped Brenda, tied yeah. her up, and yes. they've got the massive neon sign that's exploding everywhere. Mm. Not a cop in sight. No, 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 no. Brilliant. They're on their day off. <laughs> <laughs> the chopper's down for fuel. They're getting they're, Twinkies. They're eating uh, their donuts. <laughs> Stereotypes. Um, the Kurgan, though, now that you've mentioned him, brilliant. He, he is brilliant. He makes the movie, actually. Yeah. 
Clancy Brown is easily the most enjoyable performance in the movie, I think. Like, you know, as charismatic as Sean Connery is, and you know, whatever do you think about him in his personal life, but as an yeah. actor, he has great screen presence. But in this movie, Clancy Brown, I think, steals the show. Absolutely steals the show. Like, from the moment you first see him, and he's in that fantastic armor. Yeah, it's cool. It looks amazing. And you're like, who's this dude? Yeah. Uh, and then from there on out, he's just, every time he's on screen, it's terrifying. Like, he where did, actually does. Where did he does... get that voice? Well, he got his throat slid open, didn't he? Yeah, no, but I mean, <laughs> you bastard. You I mean, bastard. Clancy Brown, like, where did he get that fucking voice? It's so good. It's brilliant. And he, he, he really, like, gravels it up for this. And it's yeah, it, like more, more than like I've when, ever heard. You know, like when he does get his throat slit and yeah. Ramirez is like, <laughs> oh, I, I've changed your voice box for the better. Uh, like, that is just brilliant and he, he keeps it throughout the whole movie he's the only consistent thing in this movie yeah he's like i i am evil and he remains evil and he's a twisted asshole and yeah and he keeps that voice and he keeps that energy no matter what time period he's in oh one of brilliant. the like one of the he's supposed to be russian though is he supposed to be russian apparently yeah I know. I know. Uh, well, I think is there an argument to be made? See, there's no argument for Christopher Lambert, but there is there an argument to be made for like that they've been alive for so long and have lived in so many different places that their accent has changed over time. Yeah, I, I think that's I the think idea with like Ramirez and with the Kurgan. I think yeah. that's sort of the... no. I honestly think that was Sean Connery putting on a Spanish accent. That's hilarious because there are <laughs> moments, there are like brief moments, tiny things in his dialect. He's right? got like the inflection, or he said right. certain things, and you're like, yeah. it's still in your Scottish accent, but I yeah, can, yeah, you're yeah. trying, get, you're trying, but he he just can't lose that accent. No, he really can't. But also, like even when he was a Russian submariner, he was a welcome to the Red October. <laughs> you know, he's like he just he's not able to lose that. Yeah. You know, and it, it makes him who he is. You know, <laughs> yeah, it was highly enjoyable. <laughs> Uh, like <laughs> what I I both love and want more from this movie. Yeah, it's like roster of characters is really interesting. Like yeah, yeah. I would love to know where did Kurgan come from? Why is Kurgan evil? What's his background? What is his motivation as a villain? You know, I'm curious as well as to um, Ramirez tells McLeod that if the Kurgan won. It would spell like doom and suffering for all yeah. mankind. Why? What? Uh, why? <laughs> so, like, when the person wins and are the last one, supposedly, you know, there can be only one. Yeah. What actually happens that would actually affect everyone else in the world? And why would the Kurgan? Why would it be so terrible that the Kurgan won only that he's an asshole? I I don't really know because, I mean. When Christopher Lambert gets the gift, as they call it. Yeah, yeah. He can just read people. Well, he kind of like understands everything that's going on in the world. And he kind of goes, I can bring people together now and I can help everybody communicate all of their problems and issues and we can solve them. I don't really. Is it something to do with because they're not allowed to fight on holy ground? Yeah. Are they like part of the divine or something? And that when there's and when like you kill one and you bring it into you, and when there's only one left, they understand all the secrets of the universe or something because they're like God, God. I don't know. Like I haven't. Maybe I mean, like there are there is a lot of like religious undertones to the movie. Like yeah, yeah. like he does. He goes and lights a candle every year for is a Heather's birthday. 
Yes. Um, another weird thing. I blast him. I blast him. No, it's uh. Castle Blossom, doesn't he? Uh, my bunny, my bunny Heather, or my is that what he calls her? He says say, he does that as well. Yeah, he, he says, says something a couple of things. Extremely Scottish in a in a non-Scottish accent whatsoever. <laughs> and you know what's crazy? I'm pretty sure, like at the start of the movie, you know the way he he's like riding out on the horse, and there's two actors with him. There's a guy who plays. They're called Dougal and Angus. Oh yeah, his cousins. I'm pretty sure Angus was like Lord Mormont in Game of Thrones. Was he? I, d- I don't know. There's one know of them, it... and I can't, I don't know which one's named which actually, but there's one of them, and he reminded me so much of. He's not this person, but he just he reminded me. I just laughed. Uh, when I was watching. He reminded me so much of the character in Monty Python and the Holy Grail, uh, who lives in the tower, uh, wants his son to get married. And he's like, soon, lad, all this will be yours. <laughs> you know that guy? And he's yeah, like, yeah. oh, what the curtains? No, not the curtains, <laughs> lad. Not the curtains. Um, he reminded me so much of that character that every time he spoke, I, I couldn't help but think of him. I was like, oh, Which... McLeod. <laughs> I'm sorry to like completely once more jump around. I just remembered the scene. Jump, man. You know, jump. You know where he meets? Is it Castigare on the bridge? Oh, yes. His good and old mate. Again, seems like a really cool character. Like yeah. this really cool dude dressed in like what seemed to be like Japanese robes. Um, and they have this chat and they talk about the good old times they had and you're like oh this is this is interesting mm. and then he talks about oh the last time we had a party was when you had that like infamous duel of yours yes yeah yeah what 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 a weird scene <laughs> it's weird I think that's the movie's attempt at, I think that's supposed to be funny isn't it because yeah, but- as well the lord ends up then killing his his like assistant or something and i think that's supposed to be funny but i it's not it's just weird really it's so weird (laughs) he's drunk he gets stabbed eight times and the guy's like squire or assistant or whatever you want to call him keeps kissing him and then eventually hands him and he shoots him i was like yeah it's weird i think i I wonder was it like was the director or the writer or whatever thinking like uh wouldn't it be gas if we had a scenario where this immortal is in a duel and of course, the other person doesn't know he's immortal. Like, how long would he keep the jewel up before he just gets fed up? I, I wonder, is that supposed I to mean, be the, the gag? Funny, but I suppose it's a funny concept. It's not delivered well. <laughs> and what doesn't help it is I, that, again, Christopher Lambert is not a good actor. When so when he's Lambert. acting drunk and stuff, he's, he's much better in the Mortal Kombat movie, I have to say, than he is in this. Well, I actually... But he's, more, he's a little bit more seasoned by then. And I, also... That's kind of a little bit funnier. Whereas McLeod, I think, needs is kind of a tragic character. I think there's like, I think this is like actually a prequel to how he became Lord Raiden. Could be. You know, because at the very That's end, what the gathering is. That's what the gathering is. He yeah. becomes Lord the Raiden, God of, God of Thunder. Exactly. So it does become God. What else has Christopher Lambert done? Because all I know him for. That's all I know him from. I'm sure he did lots of other things. I mean, well, he's in all the other Highlander movies. Is he in all um, of them? Yeah, 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 yeah. I believe so. Wow. Unless they recast for one of them. But And there was a Highlander TV show. I don't know if he did that. But there was a Highlander TV show. I mean, for something where the whole slogan was there can be only one, they made not a lot of them. <laughs> <laughs> Which I don't understand. And I want, like, do you think there can be only one or is it okay to remake this movie? You know, some people are like, there's some movies you shouldn't touch. It doesn't think- need a remake or whatever. 
I think that's a really interesting point. I uh, I don't know. Like, I would say from my point of view, yeah, I would welcome a reboot with open arms. I think what we have in the original Highlander is brilliant and camp and like this weird mix between a, a thriller and action movie and something that's just completely ridiculous. Yeah. But at the same time, there's lots of elements of it that I love that I would love to have seen explored more. Like I said, like like the characters, I'd love to see more of the character backgrounds. I love the fighting uh, and I would like a modern update of that fighting because actually yeah. watching it now, there's this moment where Connor McLeod and Ramirez are fighting on like this, the edge of this yes. mountain. And, and the camera pans around them. And the camera's panning around, which must yeah. have been such a difficult shot to do back in the day. That would have had to have been a helicopter shot. Would mm-hmm. have been really difficult to pull off. But you can clearly see that it's their stunt doubles. Right, yeah. Like yeah. it's absolutely, again, maybe not in the day, but now with the kind of like yeah, higher, yeah, higher res you version. You can see everything clearer now, yeah. You can see that that is not Sean Connery and that is not Christopher Lambert on the edge of that thing. And you would think their stunt doubles would be better at fighting, but they're like they're actually not. They are so slow, and it's 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 like watching Obi Wan yeah. Kenobi and Darth I, yeah, Vader have that. Yes, fight. in a new hope, and I don't know if that's supposed to be like maybe it's slow motion, but they didn't. It's not like they oh, got footage to slow it down. They actually are just going real slow. <laughs> they are going so slow, and I don't know if it's supposed to be dramatic, but um, the the thing about uh, modern stuff being like higher res and now or higher res versions of older stuff and now we could see things i think is a really good point because there's certain scenes that are designed in older movies that are now ruined by newer versions right like i, I i'm a big fan of blu-ray yeah. but here's this is a prime example if you now watch a blu-ray version of tim burton's batman 1989 which is okay. a phenomenal movie fantastic movie, right and the big reveal of Jack Nicholson's Joker when he comes out of the dark into the light, you finally see his face. Yeah, he's talking right. So in the in the original like VHS, you can only hear his voice in the dark. You cannot see his face. Yeah. Now on Blu-ray, you can see his makeup the whole time in the dark. Oh, because it's higher. You're right. So it actually ruins the scene a little bit because there's no it. You it's not a surprise. You can actually see what he looks like as he's oh, delivering the lines coming I wonder... out of the dark. So that's going to, that, like, you'll notice that in a lot of movies now, if you go back, yeah. if you have a newer updated version of an old movie, there's going to be stuff that's like, oh, that doesn't, that looks terrible. I don't remember it looking terrible I or know, whatever. And then I know a big thing I've noticed is that, like, on older movies that I loved hmm. that now have got a, like, a, a Blu ray or a high def kind of reboot or, or restoration, you can, I, I really noticed, like, the wig lines. You can see wigs that I never noticed before, or you can see like when the makeup hasn't been applied quite perfectly. Mm-hmm. Like that, all of that used to be kind of hidden by the low resolution of the cameras back in the day, but now it cameras are so good that you can literally see the pores on people's skin. Yeah, and I suppose the up, updating older films with high res, which is how they do that, I really don't know because surely, yeah, I mean it's impressive. It's super impressive, but it doesn't always help. Uh, no is, is the thing it doesn't always help the movie because the movie was made for its time as well and and with the technology that they had because yeah things like that where you're like um will will we get away with this wig yeah we will yeah because we're looking at it through this camera with this lighting and we will get away with this wig but then if you try <laughs> like change that suddenly it's like oh now we you can't get, get away, away with, with that yeah. wig which we have to use because of the budget or whatever so it's just an interesting point um 
in terms of a remake for Highlander, this to to me this is interesting because if someone was to ask me which movie do you think needs a remake, yeah, Highlander is actually the first one I say. No way. I've been saying this for a long time. Yeah, the first one. Yeah, yeah, the first one because I think. I tell you what comes to mind actually, or when this first came up for me, the idea of Highlander as a remake. Yeah. Is when I was watching Batman Begins. Okay. Right? Okay. And Christian Bale and Liam Neeson are out on the ice training with their swords. Yeah. I don't yeah. know why it made me think of Highlander. And yeah, I was no, like, I wow, can see why. I can see why that would make it. Imagine think what Highlander would look like now. And imagine what those fight scenes would be like now. And I mean, the acting could only get better. <laughs> right yeah, I'm not yeah, and I'm not was... trying to be cruel I honestly there's some movies where you're like right so there's there's movies that don't need a remake because they're perfect and then there's movies that don't need a remake because they were never good to begin with yeah this movie has a lot of good stuff in there and really good ideas I think it could only be better with a remake call me a I don't know maybe some people are like it's a classic don't touch it but I, I think a remake could only make this movie better it it's interesting this whole like attitude behind remakes because one part of me feels so there's a very sensible part of me that goes just because you're remaking something doesn't like take away from the original the original always Mm. exists and it's always there and it will always hold the beauty that it does so you can remake things as much as you want and it it does not affect the validity of the original yeah the other part of me goes you try to remake the Star Wars original trilogy and I'll murder (laughs) everybody around me you know (laughs) right but it's but, that, you know that balance yeah yeah but what i was saying a second ago <laughs> how do you make the star wars original trilogy better apart from that fight between obi-wan and darth vader in a new home yeah yeah fair yeah, which yeah. could easily be made better right but even the fight between vader and luke in both empire and in jedi like they might not be the flashiest but they are so fucking dramatic and they're yeah, actually really true. well choreographed how do you make that original trilogy better? the special effects still stand up those are great movies. Those are amazing movies. What yeah. are great okay. movies? Those are some okay. of the best movies ever made. Yeah. <laughs> How do you, you make them better? You have, yeah, yeah, you've convinced me actually that, that like Highlander could do with a, a reboot. The Because sto- the story is still there and the story is strong. It's cool. Like the, the Immortals these, battling forever. Immortals, for, like, the this... battle, and there can only be one. Yeah. Like, or there can be only one. Sorry. How, how has I, this not been turned into a fighting game too? Like, that's a cool idea. It is cool. And I like, they all have different swords. They all have different kind of like aspects of life. They all come from a different place. I, I like, yeah, it's really interesting. And I do think it would like a remake will be really good. I just, one thing I'm worried about mm. in terms of a remake. Yeah. yeah. Is that they remake it to be a franchise yeah i like don't plan it that way and i've just like so we saw like we saw that with mortal kombat like yeah yeah they're clearly setting up a franchise and like that happens a lot with movies nowadays uh, it happened with a lot of the dceu movies as well it's setting up a franchise why just make me a film that's going to be really good on its own yes yeah and then because it's so good i want more like I, I, I 100% agree like if they, if they are remaking this which it seems like they are going to, and to be honest it's even if they're not at the moment it's a matter of time this movie will get remade yeah, it, it really will Um, and yeah just make one good solid movie and just forget about the idea of a sequel even yeah. and if it works out really well 
and if you can come up with an idea for a sequel but really there shouldn't be there could be only one well, like oh, so this <laughs> right this spanned three more films i think so i think there's four yeah. highlander films no, uh, yeah, yeah. Endgame Maybe. was the name of the last one, I believe. Right. Avengers, you're a ripoff. No, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Highlander did it first. I remember seeing that. Highlanders, assemble. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I never watched um, the other Highlander movies, but I remember seeing, that's how I knew there was more. I remember being in an Extra Vision. Extra Vision. Remember Extra Vision? I do remember Which Extra Vision. now in County Wexford is a notion, or a Costa Coffee or something like that, is it? Well, hold on place. though, because extra there was two extra visions, isn't there? Yeah, this one it was the one that was right opposite Dunn Stores. Yeah, that eventually moved all the way down to like South Main Street or something yeah, like that. Yeah, so yeah. if anyone from Wexford kept... guys, you remember that? <laughs> um, you could rent it kept, DVDs. It kept flooding. Remember, it kept flooding. That's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The yeah. good old days. It was kind of yeah circular anyway. But I remember seeing a DVD of or was it a VHS? Anyway, I remember seeing the cover of Highlander. Endgame, right? And at this point, I had seen the original Highlander. I was like, there's more? And I picked it up and I remember <laughs> reading the back of it and I was like, Dad, can we rent this? Is it? No, no, no. Come on, we're going. <laughs> so I never saw it, but I knew that it was more. That's interesting. Yeah, I like, because there could be only, I, but going back to this film, no, it clearly wasn't setting up a franchise. No. Like, no. It, it's a full story, a mad one mm-hmm. that dips yep. in and out of all sorts of nonsense. But it's a full story that ends, and it's got a good ending. And yeah. it, it it's open that there could be more, but it certainly wasn't. I don't think it ever intended for there to be another one. I think it's more open for this kind of thing, which is a discussion. It's more open for so what is what the happened at the end, right? Yeah, like yeah. it's a happy ending. He won. It's content, but it's like okay, so what did that mean? What is the the what, what does that mean? The really gather the that. gathering, as it's called. What is the gathering? It's like so the quickening is that ability that they have to find each other and to feel Oh, is it? Everything around each other. Yeah. The quickening is that like he could feel the quickening. Remember that bit when Ramirez and, and McLeod are on the beach? And he's like, Yeah, yeah, feel the stag. That's the quickening. And you can feel and his heart races and everything. But what is then the gathering so is I, the event that they're leading up to. Yeah. So I like so at one point in the movie, they talk about the gathering. The gathering is that thing that draws them all together mm. so that uh, eventually they ha- they have to all kill each other so there can only yep. be one yep. or there can be only one. Yes. Uh, so that's that's the gathering, right? That's what all that is. But what's weird about that is at the end, it doesn't, it doesn't happen like that. I actually think I would have really liked a big battle. What I would have really liked was like, uh, for um, Christopher Lambert's character and the Castagare character to be like, we need to team up and take Kurgan down. And then what do you do when it's the two of them left? And you know, I, I, but then maybe Kurgan kills Castagare. Bastard. And then it's like, oh no, it's just bang bang. Rather than this really random scene where there's like this ex Vietnam vet. Yeah, that one's strange. There's lots of strange moments like that in the movie that really right, if, just the original, actually that part's so strange, right? Because it he's is really strange. Driving along and there's a bunch of prostitutes who are like, "Slow down, big daddy, slow down." Right. And I, he drives past, and then he sees these two guys sword fighting, and his first thing is like, "I'm gonna pull an Uzi out of the back of my car." Yeah. It rocks up. Strange. Chops off Castigar's head. He riddles him with bullets. 
Kurgan stabs him. And then there's this really weird scene where all these people are watching. This old couple pull up in a car. Oh, yeah. And he like hijacks the car. And he hijacks and, the and car, but the old lady's in it. That's where the and, inspiration for Grand Theft Auto came from. I, no, it's not true. It, it, <laughs> we, we could have gone with that and people would have believed it. Sure. Um, it could be. But then, like, it cuts to the scene of this, like, old lady, like, waving her hands out of yeah. the car going, Daddy, Gas. help me! Daddy, daddy, help me! And I was like, <laughs> what's happening right what now? What the <laughs> fuck is going on? See, this is the thing. I think people haven't watched Highlander in years. Highlander is, like, the the mythology around Highlander is better than the actual events of the movie. Or better than the actual presentation, I should say, of the movie. Right? The whole stuff of like, there could be only one and oh, look at those swords. That's all. If you go to a Comic Con and you see the swords everywhere and the artwork, you're like, fucking yeah, fucking Highlander. That's badass, man. It's fucking, fucking queen and heavy metal, baby. And then you watch the movie and you go, oh shit, I don't remember it being this fucking bad. It's <laughs> so weird. weird. Isn't so many weird moments. Like, and for a film that like focuses so heavily on sword fighting. Yeah. The sword fighting is pretty bad. Yeah, well, I think I wonder if it was good at the time. Again, we're, we're so used to like great, like older movies just didn't have great fight sequences. Like even if you go back and watch like I, and look, you know me, I'm a hardcore James Bond fan. Yeah. Go back and watch the old Bond movies. The fight scenes are not good. But when I was younger, they were amazing. They were great. But he yeah. pretty much, I mean, Austin Powers made fun of it. He pretty much just judo chops people and runs away. Like it's, <laughs> it's not like, or, you know, there'd be a lot of um, silent footsteps as a big henchman and Bond circle around a room that's pretty empty and you can hear every footstep and they might grab each other and like kind of wrestle with each other. Yeah. But it's not like engaging hand-to-hand combat or anything like that. Whereas nowadays, we're like we've seen the fucking raid. Yeah. You know? We go back after the raid everything sucks <laughs> i suppose there, there is then die there is... hard you had die hard and that was a great action movie that great action movie but again not much fighting in that action movie really it's all guns but, but yeah oh well, that's the yeah it's like I, I think more action back then was like gunplay or that kind of stuff like there wasn't really there wasn't a lot of hand-to-hand was there yeah maybe not i it's like with the yeah you're probably right it's just like with the sword fighting in this mm. when you're when you've got a sword in your hands and you're trying to kill somebody with the sword. Yes. You're trying to stab, you're trying to cut the human, right? So you're aiming for that other person. Yes. It's so very obvious in this that they're aiming for the other person's sword. Yeah. They're co- yeah. Do you know what I mean? So they're they're going so Almost sword, overly sword. choreographed or something. Yeah, like it's it's not none of the fights seem intentional. And there's like some really weird ones. Like the first time he faces Kurgan, Kurgan just stabs him. Straight that's up. That's right. That's when he dies. Yeah, the first well, right? yeah, the first time he dies. Well, that's yeah, the thing. Yeah. Their abilities only awaken when they officially die. I you know I never even I never even copped that. Yeah. I, I, I did a quick I did a quick search. This is how I found out what Sean Connery's character's original Egyptian name was Tacnea or whatever. Right. And he died when a, he was in his village in Egypt, because he's ancient Egyptian. Obviously. <laughs> and a cart kind of loses control and runs him over or something like that. That's, oh, that's hilarious. He didn't die in like some epic battle. He just like died in a road accident in ancient Egypt. Fair enough. Apparently, and then discovered his immortality. I read the first time Kurgan died, like his dad beat his head in with a rock or something. Like it's quite... That sounds 
you know, you, you can understand why he's a bit fucking yeah. messed up. Why he's a bit yeah. messed up in the head after being bashed in with a rock. You have to admit, though, the Kurgan is also, he's got some manners. You know what I mean? Is he, you know, someone sorry, introduces... Is he the it, Kurgan? The Kurgan, yeah. he's It's a title, I think. I think he comes from... Oh. There was a group of people called the Kurgans, and he's the last of them. Oh, really? I you have think... way more of the mythology of Highlander than I was... I th- I, no, I just, I think that's what Sean Connery's character was saying. Right. Uh, that they and because uh, I think he mentioned that they all came from a, a certain part of the world, um, but I still don't understand to this day why he, why it would be so terrible if he won. Because I'm not sure what that actually grants the person to do, other than have children. What a cr- they can I, have children. Okay, so he could have had children and kind of maybe had some devil see, spawn. Well, um, that's the thing. If if it's like oh, you actually have divine power now, then your child would be. But if uh, he uh, another god being no, if he also yeah that's true. But if he also like knows everything, like because well actually basically, you know he does just scream. Good... I know everything. Yes, and actually, uh, this, uh, people's thoughts. He can read people's hopes. thoughts and hopes and dreams and now like, yeah. You so use that if you're if you're world. evil, yeah, you would actually manipulate people. Uh, you know what? Yeah. You've just cleared it for me. That's why it would. <laughs> I, but. It's, it's it's probably because of the way he phrased it though. It's like the world would be covered in shadow and darkness, as if yeah. it was like a Sith Lord or something. Or like it's a curse, uh, and if he manages to, fuck yeah, it like up. like suddenly the skies will turn black and it'll rain blood. Or <laughs> but that's not it at all. It, and I want like it. There's parts of this movie that like this could have been a completely a, a different movie that I also would have really enjoyed, which is about an immortal who's a warrior. And where he is in modern day and then the different events that have happened over history that have formed him mm. kind of like the wolverine only way better yeah i get you you know like you had like him going through like world war ii and doing all that kind of stuff in oh yeah or oh, an x-men origins an x-men origins wolverine origins yeah, another terrible, wonderful terrible. wonderful movie <laughs> terrible movie but really good concept i really enjoyed that oh no, yeah cool concept is, I remember actually seeing the intro to that movie and going, this is such a shame that this is only the intro to this movie because this should be the movie. The whole movie, right? Yeah, and yeah. there's like actually elements of that in Highlander and they probably mm. got some of those ideas from Highlander where, you know, you've got him in a big battle in Scotland, which is the possibly one of the worst like large battle scenes I've ever... There's about 15 Fight me! There. Fight me! Why aren't you fighting me? <laughs> Why is everybody <laughs> running away? You must be scared on them, Connor. I just don't understand. <laughs> it's and like yes. he also like he's just walking around going, McLeod, McLeod, like I am Connor McLeod. Like, he gets what? stabbed once, then and that's it. Dies immediately. And then the whole <laughs> village turns on him in an instant. Do you know what though? I have to say, I think my favorite thing about this movie. Um, apart from like the ideas and stuff but in terms of what it actually executed was what the experience of being immortal like the 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 fact that it highlights it as like a curse almost like the people around him will die and the people other people if they don't understand him will cast him away and uh, yeah. that stuff like yeah it's drastic it's done pretty quick but i do think it's interesting that like immediately they go but he's got the devil in him because they're coming from a time period, <laughs> right? Where 
Like they just everything is bad before it's good. So they're looking at him, they're going, as opposed to the other side of that coin, where it's like maybe he's divine. No, he yeah. must be the devil. Let's not, let's just kill him. <laughs> yeah, because they're like they're they're quite holy as well, right? Like so. Well, yeah, yeah, you'd imagine they come from they're, well, they're they, a Christian community, right? They're a Christian community, and they, there is a part where they're like, you know, God is with you. I think I think his girlfriend or whatever she is at the time says. God is on your side today. And then during the battle, there's a monk who stabs a guy and he goes, I'm sorry, my child. <laughs> <laughs> I want to see a whole movie about that guy. I want to see a whole movie about that guy. Um, <laughs> uh, so there's like there's this Christian community and he is their king, I imagine. Otherwise, why is everybody going to fight for him and the McLeods? Yeah, and it's Clan McLeod, isn't it? It's so he's, Clan... of ro- he's definitely of royal blood. Anyway. Right, so he's of royal blood. And he gets stabbed and he wakes up the next morning. He's alive. I surely you would go, He's been touched by God. God has saved our leader's life. Yeah, yeah. It's interesting that they they jump straight to like <laughs> almost witch trials or something. It's like, well, yeah, they tried to burn him, don't they? Yeah, they, I, yeah. And I can I do like that part where is that one of his cousins says, "Look, just leave." Yeah, yeah. And he's actually trying to save his life. Yeah. You know, and he banishing him it saves. I'll never him. forget you, Angus. Yeah. <laughs> that was better than. The one in the movie. <laughs> there are there are moments where he like he hits a he hits a line and I'm like that sounded kind of Scottish. Like, yeah, yeah. There's moments. There is. You do have to wonder though. It's like why didn't you just get a Scottish actor <laughs> play this to play this character? Like, it, like I do. Like just, it is bizarre. It's so why strange. did they get Christopher Lambert? I have no idea. I really don't. Um, and I don't know if it's maybe a, a similar case to. I really. I I have a feeling it has something to do with like an Arnie case where you have someone who's talking to their agent saying I want to be a big star. And then they just come upon this project. I don't know how they can. It's the director. I don't know how they convinced to take Christopher Lambert on. I understand why Christopher Lambert did it. I I remember reading that the director didn't fully know that Christopher Lambert couldn't speak English. That sounds like a Joey Tribbiani thing to do, where you just lie about your <laughs> what you do on your resume, right? And you're like, sure, I could tap dance. Speaking of which, have you seen all those Joey Tribbiani meme memes? Oh, the Irish daddy thing? The Irish daddy memes. I was looking at him going, not only am I going to look like that in a few years, but that <laughs> that's my dad's shirt he's wearing. <laughs> I was like, I'm pretty sure Chris's dad has that shirt. <laughs> yeah, I was like, the memes are so true. The memes. The Joey memes, looks, ex- yeah. or Matt, what's his name? Matt LeBlanc. Matt LeBlanc. That's it. He yeah, he looks so much like an Irish dad, and that, that is, is so, so fucking funny. funny. It's perfect. <laughs> Irish dad at a christening kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Your uncle at a christening. <laughs> um, perfect. Uh, anyway, uh, where were we? <laughs> hard to know with, with this movie. <laughs> it is hard to know with this movie. Do you know what? I'm actually more interested in. Um, do you know, like they're talking at the moment that Henry Cavill might be cast as yeah. character McLeod. I don't know if I'd pick him, but anyway, he'll be fine. Like the McLeod character, there's so many people I think could do that well. I am way more interested in who they're going to cast as the Kurgan. Well, this is let's who give me your like. So the four main characters of of the movie we've got yeah Connor McLeod, mm-hmm. Brenda, yeah, uh, Kurgan and Ramirez. Yes. Okay. So now, firstly, yeah, this is a camp '80s movie, right? Yeah, like, surely, like whether they knew it or not, they cast the guy who couldn't speak English to be Scottish. They cast a famous Scottish actor to be Spanish. Yeah, Clancy Brown's about the only one they got right, really. Yeah, do you, 
do you try to replicate that or do you try to make it a serious film? Um, I don't know if I'd go as campy because I actually think that in the DNA of the movie, if you have it written down on paper, there is a m- much more serious story to be told. Plus, I think there's no point in doing a remake unless you're going to put your own stamp on it or a slightly different stamp on it. It's yeah, like the, I, the campy yeah. version has been done. Yeah, I think I'm not looking for like something gritty and dark. Like I'm not right. looking for the David Fincher version of this. Like, <laughs> but. I do think you could lean into a, a slightly more serious tale and how okay. being this immortal character has actually impacted this character's life in a way that's more believable than the way it's delivered. Because yeah. <laughs> you know? like Christopher Lambert's trying, Christopher Lambert's not trying to be cheesy. He just I, achieves it being cheesy. He just is cheesy. <laughs> you know what I mean? I, but I don't think he's trying. Also, why does the movie start at a wrestling ring? <laughs> I was like, I don't. Yeah, it's weird, isn't it? Yeah, Uh, I suppose it probably imitates. It's supposed to be a metaphor for the fact that it's probably a metaphor for the the whole fighting tournament thing. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. So Um, anyway, who who is your modern day Conor McLeod? Uh, I I don't know. I think I probably would cast a Scottish actor. Um, a few years ago, I probably would have said Gerard Butler, but I think he's too old now. (sighs) He would. He'd be great, wouldn't he? I think he's too old now, though. I think it needs to be someone um, because basically they have to look like they haven't aged since that sort of ancient Scottish battle. And at that point, they were kind of a young warrior. They were new to battle. Yeah. So it needs to be someone, I think, in like their late 20s. So I'm not sure exactly who would cast, but a a young Scottish actor. You could cast Jared Butler as Ramirez. No, man, you got to cast Antonio Banderas. Actually, it would be amazing. He'd be brilliant. It would actually be amazing. Antonio yeah. Banderas would be phenomenal. As He'd Maris. be great. Or The Rock. <laughs> <laughs> the Rock is Kerrigan. No, I don't think I'd go there. Would you? Would you put The Rock I, would, the I wouldn't Kerrigan? put The Rock in, because actually The Rock is too, like... Yeah, no, I wouldn't put him in too there. nice character. If he's in there, he'd take over the whole movie. Yeah, but, you know, someone like Batista... Hmm? You know, it wouldn't be, I don't think it would be a terrible shout. No, yeah, he's big I think there's burly. probably, there's probably somebody better. Uh, I, I I would be more interested in like, as opposed to their size, because I think anyone nowadays with a good trainer could get into the the size of the role, the Kurgan. Uh-huh. I'd be more interested in an actor who is like, like when you hear it, you're like, oh yeah, he's fucking nuts. Like, right. imagine someone told you like Joaquin Phoenix or something is going to be the Kurgan. And you're like, what's he going to do? Like, <laughs> Who knows what he's going to fucking do? Or Jake Gyllenhaal. You're like, what? Really? No, sure. I would, I would, no, I show would, me, yeah. I would. Show me those eyes. Show me those beautiful blue eyes. Would, what, what, what's he going to do? Lose my shit if I heard either of those with the Kerrigan. Would you really? I think so. Do you remember though? Do you remember when Heat Ledger was first cast as the Joker and everyone was like, get the fuck out of here. Come on, really? Come on. <laughs> and then you watch the movie and you go, Jesus, no, but... I don't know how casting works. <laughs> that, you know, that's a fair point. <laughs> but, and I always, since then, I always, anytime mm. I have a moment where I'm like, you know, like yeah, how could they? Bullshit. Robert Pattinson is bloody Batman. I know. Right. I, I I go. I mean, the same. What? Heat Ledger proved me wrong. Yes. Yeah. So anybody yeah, could yeah. prove me wrong. Anyone could. Um. However, like, I don't know. The whole idea of the Kurgan is to be a big menacing presence, and I think if you got someone like Whacking Phoenix or. Jake Gyllenhaal, they're so Ryan slight. Gosling. They, I hate Ryan Gosling. They, 
they become it becomes like a different character. It becomes yeah. like someone who's a bit more slight and a bit a bit more Loki-esque. I hear you. Rather than somebody who's like that towering stature of terror. Um, what about fucking John Bernthal? John Bernthal would be good. He's pretty he's pretty scary. He's pretty scary. He's a pretty scary man. He's intense. I, I, I actually think it it could be a bunch of unknown actors and I'd really enjoy it. Yeah, I think so too. Do you know what's interesting? When you name them all out, the only character that immediately I had someone in my head for was Brenda. Oh, who? It wasn't any of the three guys. Kristen Wiig. Really? Automatically. I don't know why. I think she'd be great. Interesting. Uh, she automatically came into my head. I don't know if maybe when I was watching it, she reminded me of her a little bit or something. So it'd be time. like Kristen Wiig. So it's Kristen Wiig. Yeah. And then Henry Cavill, because that is the rumor, is it's Henry that's Cavill. That's the rumor. And it probably, look, if that's being rumored, and I think it's probably highly based on the fact that on his Witcher performance. Probably. probably. And actually, mm. I hope he doesn't play Connor McLeod. Oh, I'd, they could make up like a new character. I'd like a new character journey? with sure, the same, could, like, like, yeah. like, instead, no, I don't want to see Henry Cavill do a Scottish accent. I don't think there's any. In which case, if they change that, could they also change. The Ramirez character could they I do a they different. Could, I think they could change the whole thing. Hiroyuki but... Sanada. Oh. As the immortal Mazamune. So it's like a deep, oh. it's like an Easter egg to the original. And he ha- so he does have Ramirez's sword because he's the one who made it. So that famous sword is in it. That would be but amazing. They've, just, they've changed it around a little bit. You know, I Sonata watched them. Um, it's great. I recently I was like, I had to do some work. Mm. And I was like, I need some noise in the background that I'm not going to really pay attention to. But yeah, so I put on a movie I hadn't seen and I didn't really want to pay attention to because I thought it would make me angry. I put on the 47 Ronin. Oh, yeah, I've seen it. I don't remember all of it, but I've seen, yeah, I've seen it. I It didn't I, make you mad after, did it? It, it, it made me a little bit mad. Okay, but okay. Mostly, Hiroyuki Sonata is just great. Yeah, but he, <laughs> like, he's just—he's brilliant. He's everything brilliant. he touches is brilliant. And again, that's a movie with a really good story, but some like questionable. Do you know what though? You've just cracked the code. You've absolutely cracked the fucking code. Keanu Reeves. Get Cavill out of there. Keanu Reeves as Connor McLeod. I want to hear him do a Scottish <laughs> accent. <laughs> do you remember him doing an English accent in in Francis Ford Coppola's Dracula? Oh my god! Yeah, yeah. You've yeah. seen that? Is Jonathan Harkin? Is that his name? Yeah, uh, it's, oh, it's gas. It's fucking gas. And I love I am not giving out about Keanu Reeves. I love Keanu Reeves. Are you kidding me? I, could, I love of course, there are yeah. some roles that he should not do. <laughs> that was one of them. But yeah. So speaking of love. Oh yeah. I'm curious about this too. <laughs> I'm very curious about this. How would you date the Highlander? The dating scale. This is the part of the podcast where we date the movie to rate the movie. And in this case, we are dating the Highlander. So this there can only be one date. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And, and, and there probably only should have been one date. <laughs> how um, do you how do you date the Highlander, Chris? Yeah. So my date with this movie was that um we actually met when we were very young in the playground. <laughs> And it was kind of like, you know, um, you know, like you go on holidays and it's yeah. like, oh, I've met my, I've, I have a girlfriend and it, oh, everyone's like, oh, that's so cute. Like, you're not really, but everyone's just yeah, like, yeah. oh, and are you going to get married? And, you know, like 
and you go yeah you know you think it's all serious because you're young and you don't know anything so uh highlander was kind of like a holiday girlfriend right that I, I and i was really in love with it as a child like really like you know i am gonna marry them when i'm older and then and then we didn't see each other for years because you know they went back to scotland <laughs> <laughs> and i went back to <laughs> this is actually a true story and i went back to <laughs> ireland and we you know Egypt. we weren't we were in spain at the time that's where oh we my were gosh. but anyway and i go back to ireland and i'm thinking about this person i was like no i'm gonna write them postcards and stuff you know like this is <laughs> we're gonna stay in touch this will work anyway and then as i get older forget all about it and then somehow get back in touch again i'm like whoa hold on a second i know that person they've just popped up here on my on my social media i know that person we met when we were younger we should like meet up again and then i realized i was just a kid (laughs) and i started to see all the cracks and i go oh no oh god no your personality is not what i remember it oh god no this is not going to work at all at all there's a serious barrier here and I can't take you seriously at all. <laughs> um, so, yeah, <laughs> that's that's my experience. I I mean I, with this movie, I think my experience is is quite similar, but in a little bit different. I don't think Highlander has changed. I've changed. Oh, you know, that's, that's I'm deep. I'm the problem here. Wow, you know, I I was we met and I was young and I was impressionable. And everything about the world was amazing and beautiful. And it was great. And I had fun. And I loved the sword fights. And I loved the characters. And I loved the mm. costumes. And I loved Sean Connery. But now I've grown older. And I'm not that bright-eyed, bushy-tailed young man I once was. And wow. I, don't, I don't have the same, the same love, the same grow for Highlander <laughs> anymore. It is, it is my problem. Not Highlanders. That's what I you, think. You've actually, you've just made me think something as you were saying all that. You're actually, you're, you're Heather. And the movie is McLeod. You're I'm aging. That movie is immortal. <laughs> and it'll never change. And, and it will you know, never change. And, and it, it will maybe, always remain. Yeah, maybe it, it, yeah, maybe it just can't settle with anyone because everyone will grow. <laughs> but there can be only one. But there could be only one Highlander. <laughs> <laughs> that's fucking hilarious that i want to there's something i want to say as well before we get to the end of or towards the end of this episode right. um i don't know if there's more you want to bring up but uh we were talking about the music earlier on queen i think they do a great job in this movie for not the opening song yeah is just perfect like, yes it's it, like it's real mood setting it's kind of dark and it's good like, you can hear all the like the bass and the drums and you're like yeah let's go and it's talking about the princes and it's like, yes, this is, I am, I am pumped and I'm ready to go. Yeah. And then you throw in Sean Connery talking some gibberish in his bathroom and you're like, I'm ready for Highlander. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. But the standout song for me, and to this day, it's a standout song. And I think it has taken on a new meaning. Like I'm like people who are queen fans might not even know that this song is in Highlander right. or that this is where it came from, but who wants to live forever? Yeah. is a beautiful song. And if there's one thing that I would be worried about in a remake, it's whatever fucking Sam Smith version of that song <laughs> we might possibly get or anyone who tries to touch. That song should not be remade. Yeah. That song is beautiful. And I suppose it, it, it has since been kind of more associated with Freddie Mercury's 
passing yeah. and his life or whatever. But he wrote it for that movie. Like, he who wants to live man, forever? Man. Beautiful. It's a beautiful song. And actually, if they when they remake it, yeah, I'd love them to stick with the same Queen songs. Yeah, I think that'd be cool. Like, I don't. The remake for me could be very, very similar, but just flesh things out a little bit more. Like, there's mm. lots. Like the way this movie is chopped and edited. Yeah, is really jarring at times. There's like moments where you're like, "Oh, she's about to die." Like I think when Kurrigan kills Ramirez and then falls outside the building, he like grabs Heather, and then it cuts to like a month later where um, Connor McLeod and Heather are just chilling out again, and you're like, "What? What was yeah, going and, on there?" And it's not clear. Is like, did did Kurrigan do something to her? It's in the never, time between, it's not. It's not clear. It's never spoken about, it's or it's never. As also, where was Connor McLeod that night? Like, it's yeah. It's a shame that you don't get the scene when he shows up and sees the aftermath of that. that you don't get to amazing, actually right? see him react to his mentor dead. You don't yeah. get that at all. You don't get any of that. And do you know it why skips, that is? Why? Because of um, Sean Connery's schedule, he was only available for seven days. Shut the front door. So they filmed all of his shots in seven days that's why he recorded dialogue in a bathroom yeah he was so certain that he wouldn't get it done that he bet like thousands with the director he was like we're not going to get we're not going to get all my scenes done but and, they got and enough what else done. was he doing at the time i'm actually not sure you know it must have been was he leading up to was 86, that yes what was was he when was um the indiana jones and the last crusade that what year was that movie was it i don't know i can't remember he was doing that was later. Name, he was doing the name of the rose. Uh, is yes, what he was doing. I, I'm, I'm gonna pretend I know that. I, I've never heard of it. No, no. <laughs> I'm possibly uh, yes. even the Untouchables, which I, which is a very good film. That's a great movie. Uh, I thought that was later though than '86. Surely. Uh, also, sorry, the name of the rose. An intellectually nonconformist friar investigates a series of mysterious deaths in an isolated abbey. We need to watch the fuck out of that. Like. With Sean Connery, that's it. With great. Sean Connery, Kristen Slater. Shut the front door. It's Ron Perlman. Holy Friar. Holy fr- <laughs> Holy Friar took Batman. That sounds fucking great. Maybe it's not. <laughs> Maybe that needs a remake as well. It's, yeah, probably. It's 7.7 on IMDb. Hey, man. Maybe it's worth checking out. Uh, Can Highlander. I just say as well, uh, in terms of the music, when it comes to a remake, this is just I'm gonna I'm gonna put this out there so that it's recorded, and and I could say I told you so when it comes back around. Okay, this is yeah. my prediction, or this is what I'm betting. Or people can go, Chris, you're fucking wrong, you idiot. Right? They will not reuse the Queen songs. No, they won't. They'll make a new score, and they'll get someone like, um, you know, Michael Giacchino or Hans Zimmer, one of these people to to score it, whatever. Right? But they will do a version of Who Wants to Live Forever. Not the other Queen songs, only that one because of how synonymous it's been. And, and it will be a cover. I That's my prediction. That's your bet. I think They're going to get someone to do it and some singer will be on. There'll be a few music, musicians who are taught of, almost like a Bond song, and they'll be competing to be the one who gets to do that song. I think, I think if they redo it, either they will use that song mm. or they will use that song mixed with another singer so not like quite i get you it'll have like it'll have a bit of freddie mercury and then it'll be the other singer doing it in maybe a slower 
they'll like mix it up a bit. It'll be like a remix of Who Wants to Live Forever. If they did that and you say if you were a singer, would you want to be on that? No, you can't compete with Freddie Mercury. Uh, yeah, Freddie is on it. You're like, I, well, then just use the rest of Freddie. What do you just do? like? Just use like Freddie's Freddie. Freddie's Fre- like, I can't fucking sing beside Freddie. Are you kidding me? Freddie fucking Mercury. Anyway, Freddie, there can be only one. There can be, there can be only one. Hey. And I think we should leave it there, everybody. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Thank you very much for listening to our ramblings on Highlander. Uh, <laughs> and it was rambling because it is. Let's face it, it's a rambling movie. Yeah. That we that I we have all fun. love. I have fun. We all have fun. We all have a wonderful time watching Highlander. It'll be a long time before I watch it again. Yeah, I'm not in a rush. And <laughs> I, but I do hope when they remake it, if they remake it. Yeah. They they give it the respect it deserves and it's not just mm. a slap together remake that is a quick ca- cash grab. It's not like one of those like point break remakes or No, heat, I don't want that. Or not heat uh, yeah, point break remake. It's yeah. not something like that. It is a genuine let's give it time. Let's make it a good movie in its own standing. I do hope that happens. Yeah, I agree with you. I 100% agree. Uh, so to wrap up, um, please do if you enjoyed what if you enjoyed what we were talking about, please do like, subscribe, and follow to listen to more. You can find us on at the Plotheads on both Facebook and Twitter. You should also check out at the Brothers Take, which is another fantastic podcast that Chris does with two of his brothers, uh, ba- uh, centered around video games. And I listen to it every week, and I absolutely love it. So I think you will too. Hey, uh, hey. Uh, I'd like to thank Clara for the artwork. It's amazing as always. Um, and just thank you for listening. Please do let us know what you thought. What are your memories of Highlander? When's the last time you rewatched it? Does it live up to your memories? Yes. Please do let us know. And until next time, he's been Chris. He's been Danny. And we've been the Plotheads. When the few who remain. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> oh, that was sorry, sorry. Hold on. <clears throat> I can kind of see in the corner of my eye laughing. I was like, okay, I'll stop. I'll stop. <clears throat> Let's try it one more time.